Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. My relationships were train wrecks, <laughs> basically, all the time. I didn't know how to relate to anyone, men or women, for a matter of fact. So I struggled getting in any longer-term relationships, and I used to just have sex for the man, for the man's pleasure. That was it. There was no enjoyment to me at all. I was able to get in touch with the magnificence of my body and by using breathwork now, I'm able to direct my pleasure from my vagina to different areas of my body and have these full-bodied orgasmic experiences. Women who are saying, oh, vaginal orgasms just aren't for me. Complete red flag, everyone can train themselves to experience that, for sure. everyone welcome to the curious girl diaries podcast it's another saturday and i have a fantastic guest on today i cannot wait to jump in today's guest ang harrod owen has been supporting women to restore the purity of their potential since 2015 after her journey healing from childhood sexual trauma her trauma resulted in repeated cancer diagnoses, all of which she's healed from naturally. She's extensively studied with top Tantra, Taoist, Breathwork, and Trauma Institutes with world leaders and has been named the Breathwork Queen. She spent three and a half years training at the Tantric Institute of Integrated Sexuality and is fully certified as a sex, love, and relationship coach who has thrown herself into many weird, wacky, and deep training worldwide. Welcome, Anne Harrod, to The Curious Girl Diaries. Hello. It's so incredible to be here with you, so thank you for having me. I am so excited. First of all, I'm excited that I know how to say your name properly. (laughs) And second, I'm excited. I love the literal translation of your name means much love warrior goddess. Yes. Well, you are are in the right place then, because... I feel like I'm the sexual, much-loved warrior goddess. So we're going to be I like a great... together. <laughs> we, the, yeah, the, this is going to be a great episode. I want to get everybody familiar with you because I know that you have quite the backstory. Can you please fill us in on what you've been through personally and sexually that brought you where you are today? Yeah. Okay. Raw and filtered. Go for it. There's no... Oh, yes. This show, we don't... We can say whatever we need to. Use whatever language you feel is appropriate. Yeah. Let it rip. (laughs) I'm like, how how deep can I go? So very deep. my, My journey basically started with my stepfather who sexually abused me at, started to sexually abuse me at six years old. So at the time, I didn't know what sex was. I didn't know anything was bad about this. It was just our little secret that we he kept you know it was never to go any further out from that and it went on for a period about three years every time my mum was out at work and I remember actually now looking back being spending my childhood in complete utter fear 
And I would be stood by the window waiting for him to come home to work, hiding behind the curtains. At six, seven years old, I was getting all the furniture in my bedroom and pushing the wardrobes to try and make a den to hide myself in so he couldn't get me. Yeah. And at the time, obviously, I had no real conscious awareness of that this was bad, but my body knew. My body knew that this wasn't right because I tried to run away on so many different occasions. I would do anything to try and get out of that space. So that happened. And then the turmoil really began when my mother got divorced from him and I went to high school. You know, 11, 12 years old, I started to realize what sex actually was. And that's when I started to realize what had been happening to me over the years. So to be honest, that was actually the worst time because I had all these emotions, all this anger, and I didn't know what to do with it. And there was zero support about to help me. And I turned to drugs. I started taking class A drugs at 12 years old to escape. Yeah. To be honest, looking back now, because I didn't really know what love was. I hadn't really grown up in the family of love and having those experiences where I was out raving, taking a load of ecstasy at 12 years old gave me a space to feel like part of a community. And it was that escape. And in a sense, I think that actually kept me alive to a certain extent, as crazy as it sounds. I think Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So I know a lot of people say, oh my God, you, but you were so young. And I, I honestly believe that's kind of what saved me, but I did not know what to do with my emotions. And I, I became very suicidal. I tried to kill myself, ended up on the psychiatric ward of the children's hospital, escaped, ended up being locked up in prison. All sorts of things kind of went on and occurred. It's been a wild ride. Yes. And then I kind of worked through that a little bit. I left home very early age, 13 years old, and had to look after myself. And I got to the age of 18 and I had my first cancer. So I had a big lump sticking out the side of my head. I didn't know anything about the work that we're aware of in this day and age now about the correlation of emotional trauma with disease in the body. But someone gave me the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. So that was my first introduction at 18 years old into this work and this world. And the tumor that I had was correlated the the space that it was to keeping secrets and also tied in with anger. Wow. And I had five surgeons sat in front of me telling me I needed to have an operation tomorrow or I was going to die. But they made me try and sign a form where I was going to have like the half my face was going to go droopy because all the nerves were attached to the tumor. And I was like, I don't really want this. No, I don't. You were 18. I was 18. You know what it's like. Right. Of course you don't want paralysis in your face. Exactly. So I took off, went on holiday to Mexico. I was working for a travel company. They paid for me to go on this holiday to Mexico. I relaxed and I came to, I knew I had to find my stepfather and ask, him why he did it and try and let go of some of this anger and move into this space of forgiveness. So the first thing I did when I went learned to drive it was track. It was hard back then. You couldn't find people. There was the yellow pages right. you know, that you'd go through. And um, I found him and turned up on his door. And of course, he didn't recognize me. I was a grown woman. And he took me into his house and it was the same furniture that he abused me on before. That traumatized me the most, I think. Wow. 
just kind of said, I, I don't know why I did it. Here's the number of my psychologist. Maybe you should talk to them. And I left still with anger. But over the weeks, I started to really let that anger rage out of my body. I'd take myself out and just scream. And I felt it for the first time in my life fully. And about two months later, the tumor started to shrink. And I was moving into this space of forgiveness with him. So that was great. And then I'd moved on. I had cancer again at 21. And I thought I'd healed all the stuff with my stepfather, which I obviously hadn't. Sex was really painful. I thought sex was for a man's pleasure. I did not enjoy it at all. It was just, yeah, just such, I remember my body tensing up so much before I would go to have sex. Yeah. But then I was trying to gain some form of love at the same time from somewhere. So I'd put myself in that situation again and again and again. That must have been very confusing. And like, uh, it's like Groundhog's Day. You're just repeating this cycle. Yeah. Because you don't know what else to do. No. And I thought, this is it. This is life. And I kept being in that suicidal cycle quite a lot, actually. And... Yeah, then I got cancer again, uh, which was stage four, spread all across my body, across my lymph glands, six months to live. And I realized that the trauma from that was actually the wounds from my mother being so absent. So there was another layer of the onion to unpeel. Yeah, I, I was wondering like where your mom was during all this. Like how was she so checked out that she didn't realize this? And maybe that's not an, a fair assessment, but how did she miss all this? Because I would think that a six-year-old is going to show some signs of sexual trauma, you know, some sort of signs of your body being touched or just even the change in your attitude, you know? Yeah. And it was always kind of, there's something wrong with me. There's something Mm. wrong with me. The blame was always on me and no understanding. And I tried to talk to her and tell her about it when I was 11 or 12. And What I realize now is that being married to a pedophile must be quite a hard thing to have to live with. A pedophile who abused your daughter. And you either work through that or I think you shut out. And she chose the latter. How's your relationship with her now? Yeah, not not the best. I've worked through a lot more my end. I've had to, otherwise I wouldn't be alive. That mother wound was so deep within me that it caused me a lot of illness and I really had to work for years hard on that one. I just want to address something right up front. This shit sucks. The trauma that gets passed to you as a child, it's like someone shows up and drops a hundred pounds Samsonites at your doorstep and it's like, okay, figure it out, you know? And obviously you have, or you're, you still are, you, you know, it sounds like you have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got there. And to be honest, it's been the greatest gift that I could have ever had in my life. Because if I hadn't had so much pain, so much trauma, so much shutdown that really made me not want to live, I wouldn't have gone down this route of healing. And on the other end of the healing, it wasn't, hasn't just been healing It's been realizing the magnificent power and joy and aliveness and brilliance that our sexuality is when it's liberated and ours. Yeah. 
Perfect. Can I, I want to dive into just really quickly because of that childhood sexual trauma. How did that show up in your life as an adult woman? Yeah. So my relationships were train wrecks, <laughs> basically all the time. I didn't know how to relate to anyone, men or women, for a matter of fact. So I struggled getting in any longer term relationships. And I used to just have sex for the man, for the man's pleasure. That was it. There was no enjoyment to me at all. And off the back of that as well, I was also in a constant state of survival. I was in survival mode because I left home so early. I had to look after myself financially from such an early stage. It was always deep in my... I worked so hard and did so well in business, but it was pushing myself to the edge of burnout. Even when I had a shitload of money, I'd still have this fear in my body that there wasn't going to be enough and I wasn't going to survive. Yeah. So, yeah, it was deep. Now... I want to switch gears for a little bit, but I want to know about, give me your thoughts on, you know, what you say the science of sexual desire is and just what the lack of it brings. Yeah. So I'm going to start with the latter. (laughs) So the lack of it for me brings, I see it very correlated with creativity, confidence, self-expression, And this kind of wholeness and richness to life, the financial abundance, everything else. So everybody who comes to work with me is like, I've got a problem with my sexuality. How's your business? How's your career? Exactly the same. So they're the problems that I see with lack of design. I think as humans, our souls are craving this deep intimacy. And it's not necessarily, when I talk about sex and sexual desire, it isn't necessarily about penetration and that that sex but it's the 95% of it is this intimacy this deep intimacy that goes with it and when that's lacking all these other things lack so for me and with my clients that work with to get back into this space first of all it's coming home to oneself I always say to everyone take sex off the table completely if you're in a relationship and with your partner to start with so it's not forced because so many women are going through the motions Once a month, it's that time when you have to roll over and grit your teeth. And Oh, God, that just breaks my heart. You know, like that is so like, I know it's a problem. I know that it happens and it's out there. It just breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're right. It can be the the lack of intimacy and self-awareness sexually. It's not just the sex. It is flowing in other parts of your life. And you can actually get to a great life by sort of focusing and leading on your sex life because, and then from there, all these other things really start to flourish. I've experienced that myself on my own just journey doing this and making sex a priority. And I just, I'm so glad to have you. Uh, Please continue. (laughs) And If you think about it, if you've had really good sex all night and the next day you go to work and it doesn't matter that you've had no sleep, you're just, you're just alive with that energy that ripples through you. And that's what's available to us all the time. But we've been so shut down by the patriarchy, by society, you know, shunned as sluts if we're having too much sex that we're not using that energy that we have as women that is so powerful to power everything, as you say, else in our lives. We've been yeah, completely yeah. shut off. 
And I see when women step back into that space of enjoying their sensuality, their sexuality, and actually using that energy, cultivating that energy, and then using it through different parts of their bodies for greater good, everything flows. It totally does. Now, okay, so we're talking about the cultivating this, uh, you know, the importance of sexual energy for our life force energy and the tragedy of what happens if we don't. So what, what does happen if we don't? We don't fulfill our potential. We always feel like there's something missing. Our creative juices are completely shut down and shut off. And it's actually, and I've recognized this from my own journey. So having a nervous system that's starved of that pleasure and the hormones that come with pleasure actually puts your nervous system in a negative state. So if you think if you're kind of stressed, anxious, don't have that intimacy, don't have that connection to your body, you're in this constant state of judgment, your nervous systems and your cells are actually vibrating at a different frequency that isn't healthy, that isn't alive, that isn't vibrant. And from my journey, I've realized when I've been in that state, my body hasn't been able to heal and it's actually made it sicker. It's made my health worse. Like this is actually a health pandemic that we're going through with people not having enough sexual energy thrown through their systems. I agree. I think it's kind of like, I imagine it like it's like your fight or flight is always on. And that's stress. And you can't really maintain and live in that. I mean, you can, but bad things are going to happen because of that internally. You know, like you said, then your body's in this state of dis-ease and stuff starts to show up. Yeah. Crow's feet. (laughs) From from a vanity standpoint, I'm like, the other thing the sex does is it gives you this fabulous glow. You can always tell when there's a well-fucked woman walking down the street. Always. I just... A mile off. That's why I feel like I feel so beautiful all the time. Like, And I don't mind saying it. It's like, I just feel like yeah. it comes from the inside out. It radiates from the inside out. And then, then you're on a frequency that other people pick up on and they notice and they're drawn to you. Always. Because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when all the opportunities that you want in life, whether for your business, your career, the house that you've been searching for forever, uh, have the space to be able to come in. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, Magic happens. Okay. So what have been some of your favorite teachings that you've used personally with your clients to transform their sex life? Basically, I kind of want to know, like, what's getting the most results and why? Yeah, exactly. Let's go straight in. Okay, for me now, I don't do anything without breath work. So breath work has been a huge part and I transitioned over my work into doing it full on with breath work, which takes down your cortical control really quickly. So if you're one of these people who's always in your mind, if you're having sex, if you're thinking about your shopping list, your to-do list, if you're thinking uh, the shame about self-pleasuring, whatever it may be, breath work obliterates your thinking brain and gets you down into your body. So I've seen profound results with using breathwork, and I've actually started combining this with using the jade egg, which is a nephrite crystal-shaped egg that you pop in your yoni, your pussy, your vagina. And you can work with different segments of the vagina. So there's actually a thing called vaginal reflexology, 
and each part of your vagina holds on, is linked to different organs and holds on to a different emotional states. So I, it's textbook when I do this with women. When we're working with this, there's an area of the, the vagina, the entrance. If women, if you've been penetrated without being a full yes, which I've never met a woman who hasn't. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, there's this tightness, this pain, vulvodynia that can sometimes occur at the entrance of the vagina. There's always this anger that comes out. So when we start to work with the egg or glass healing ones and the breath work, Women are literally screaming out anger towards the, the patriarchy, society, ex-lovers, all sorts of things come out. Their mothers telling them not to wear that skirt that was short one day. Right. right. So yeah, breathwork, the jade egg, really being fully, fully in the body to get yourself into that space of surrender to start to feel again, to start to be aware and in touch with the, with the sensations. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners, and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. I love that you're talking about the breath work because I do this thing once every, I call it March masturbation madness month where I will mindfully masturbate every day of the month. And so yeah. I try, I do all kinds of different things, but what I know, what I discovered through that process is incorporating your breath work. And again, it's the right kind of breath work. It's not the breath work that you would have like when you're about to hyperventilate, because a lot of times I feel like people don't realize how important that is when you're having sex. I mean, I can escalate an orgasm very quickly through breath work and it's amazing. And then also to go back to the point where you're talking about all these different spots in your, inside your pussy, the more you sit and explore and you really start to realize like, oh my gosh, this over here is pleasurable. This right here is pleasurable. This angle, this pressure right here, right around the entrance. If I'm lifting up, I mean, just I feel like my pussy is a wonderland, like literally a wonderland. And I feel sorry for guys because I feel like they don't have all this going on like I do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There is so much magic that we're so unaware of. Magic. Magic. It is pussy magic. Full on pussy magic. Yes. Yeah. 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 I love that. So, so you say that the breath work is, that's really probably one of the most transformative techniques that you're, and how do, how do your clients, what types of responses are they having and experiencing through this? Ah, It's been incredible. Actually, yesterday I was just going through a load of video testimonials that people have been doing and people come to me who've never experienced 
internal orgasms only have been able to have clitoral clitoral orgasms so they're telling me they're having these deep profound orgasms i've had women who thought pain in their vaginas were just normal and that's what you experienced to alchemizing that pain into pleasure and now they're in the space of having full-bodied energetic orgasms which six months ago they never even dreamed that that was a possibility and thought I was off my head when I was talking about it I've had some of those (sighs) and it blows you away I mean it's like when I was when that's happened I mean I'm looking at my partner I'm like you see this you see what's you saw what happened what what, you saw that right you know like (laughs) do you believe that it's it's mind-blowing yeah yeah. yeah, exactly. And then it doesn't need to be. You get to the point where your body is so sensitive and trained in such a beautiful way that just by passing a very subtle breath through your body, you can have these full-bodied rippling orgasms without being touched or anything. And that's what our bodies are naturally capable of. We've just been shut down from the awareness of that happening. Yes. Well, today we're going to let that secret out. Like, I feel like not enough women actually know this. Mm. I mean, I didn't. And I consider myself, you know, this several years back, right? And I consider myself progressive. (laughs) And and, um, I love to try stuff. And I just, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And I just think that women really, really owe it to themselves to fully, fully explore all of this stuff. So I know you mentioned this earlier, but I'd really love to circle back on what what is uh, vaginal reflexology? Okay, so you can do it with your fingers, with a jade egg or a glass healing wand. If you're using a a glass healing wand dildo, but you have to be quite careful with what type of wand you have got for doing this kind of work. But basically it's working with the different segments of your vagina from the entrance, every inch up, all the way up to the cervix. Now, you take your egg or the wand and start to either squeeze or release or do different exercise and massage in different ways. And what happens is you start to release any trauma that's been built up around the the cells in your vagina. Now, trauma can be built up. I say trauma, it could be trauma, it could be stress. Being in a sexless marriage is a form of is is a form of trauma, you know, it's a form of sexual trauma. So if you haven't had sex for a long period of time, your brain's actually sending these signals down to your vagina, which is actually causing this more of a lockdown and shutdown. So with the vaginal reflexology, just one more example of that. If you've been heartbroken by an ex, for example, your heart's really correlated to your cervix. So that heartbreak can actually get locked down all around the cervix. So you take the egg, you take the wand, you work with the different areas and you start to slowly massage and release all these layers that have built up on top. And this kind of looks like with breath work, it can be crying, screaming, moving, it can be pleasure, just allowing those different emotions to really be felt and seen and accepted and ripple through your body. And you end up starting to feel when you're touching certain areas of your vagina that correlating to these different organs and they start to have sensation in within the body. So once you've kind of released the layers, you start to resensitize the vagina. And then as you're talking about all these different parts of our vagina where we're having so much pleasure from 
come alive and you end up getting these kind of psychedelic, if you like, out of this world experiences, which shouldn't be called out of this world because it's what we should all be doing from birth. But yeah, right. <laughs> the way it's gone in this world, you know, it, it does feel like it's out of this world when you first start tapping into that. It but does. Yeah. It feels like this, you've just stumbled onto something, you know, and you're almost like, how can this be? Like, how have I been so magnificently wired this whole time? And I didn't even know what I was capable of. And I, yeah. I love to just say, it's like, this is our birthright. A million percent. This, we were designed this way. It's not an accident. Right. This is our birthright. And yeah. you owe it to yourself yeah. to get to that level and belief about it. Yeah. And everyone always says, you know, I'm worried that this won't work for me. One thing I do want to say is it can take time. You know, if you've been experiencing pain for 15, 20 years of your life, it isn't going to go like this overnight. You have to be dedicated to really going through the processes of recovering your birthright, as you say. But I've never known anyone not get there who has really desired to and committed themselves to the work to do so. Yeah. So even after all, this is, I think, very hopeful for people. So even after all the sexual trauma, you're now having the best sex of your life. Yeah. Just kind of give us a, given us an example, like your sex life then versus now. And I want to know, like, you also said your orgasms have resurrected you from your grave. How so? Yeah. So before I was obviously completely shut down, sick after having cancer every single, all four times, you know, I've lost complete confidence, lost complete sexual confidence, not known who I was anymore. Just been this shell of a person. And through doing this work, some of the vaginal reflexology, the breath work that we've been talking about, I was able to get in touch with the magnificence of my body. And by using breath work now, I'm able to direct my pleasure from my vagina to different areas of my body and have these full-bodied orgasmic experiences. And I feel as though I actually connect to God when I'm having sex now. And I don't mean God as in a certain religious figure. I have my gods. But it's a very psychedelic experience that connects me to this higher source. And this pleasure just ripples through my whole entire body. It releases what it needs to release. So one minute I'll be like a wild tiger screaming squirting absolutely everywhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not in my mind my body yeah. completely takes over I know I know what you're talking about yes and then the next minute I'll be laughing my head off and then the next minute I'll be crying my eyes out about something releasing what needs to come through and it's just this beautiful journey this wave of going through all these different emotional states of being and I come out of these sexual experiences now Oh, it's it's so difficult to kind of explain in words. It's beyond words. But this is what drives my business, drives my connection with life. Everyone tells me like I'm one of the most joyful, happy people they know. And it's because this sexual energy source is alive. Yeah. And I'm confident as fuck with it because yeah. of that. 
Yes. Well, and, and I guess the hope is that more women get to experience this. And then, as you said, it's hard to put into words. The more it is talked about and the more more women are experiencing it, we will have, we'll expand the vocabulary for it. And this will be normal, not just like this thing where it's like, oh my gosh, that you, you too. Okay. Yeah, me too. Wow. You know, we're, we're in this, not everybody's there yet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what are some of the common red flags and limiting beliefs around sexuality people carry with them and they should be aware of? So like they hear themselves saying this or feeling this, like they, it, they might want to m- investigate. Yeah. Women who are saying, oh, vaginal orgasms just aren't for me. Complete red flag. Everyone can train themselves to experience that for sure. Yeah. More red flags that come up. A big thing is I really believe if you don't believe and know that you can get there you are blocking something within your nervous system that's not going to allow you to so I think really having desire and direction is huge like just hearing our our stories here today you know I've come from where I have to this incredible space and I see it over and over and again with people that I work with everyone can experience this so not to limit themselves just going off piece a bit as well, just one thing I, I do want to say is I, I truly see and believe the reason why women aren't able to fully surrender during sex and get to the spaces that we're talking about where they want to be is because they don't feel safe in their bodies. Yeah. Why is that? Because of sexual trauma, because of threats. I even have women who are scared to walk down the street and have men wolf whistle at them from building sites or whatever it is, they feel in danger. So there's this sense of danger. There's a sense of how they will look also if they fully surrender. And then they don't feel safe in that, that they're not in their minds controlling certain things. And just growing up in this society in this, you know, every time we've seen all these stories of rape and all the rest of it on the news and it gets lodged into our system, whether we're aware of it or not, it makes us feel unsafe when it's a story. How would you rewrite all this? If you could say, okay, we're going to kind of rewrite a little, this part of society for women. Like, how would that start from when they were young to as it's age appropriate? Like, how would you like to see that go so that women could end up, they would automatically be where you're at just naturally through the natural course of growing up? Yeah, I I think this needs to be taught from like five or six years old. Um, I think so many children get shut down for masturbating or touching themselves. And I think they really need to be talked to and explained that this is appropriate in this space at home. You can do this in your bedroom, but just don't do this when you're at school, for example. So I think encouragement from, I think, a, a parent's handbook on how to allow their children to feel safe sexually should be fundamental with what's going on. And I think, you know, teenagers is something that I'm very passionate about working with in the future because this is where it all stems from and I know I've worked with quite a few teenagers and they just don't have a space to talk about this openly so obviously changing sex education but I think connecting people into their bodies from a young age through breath work through teaching them vaginal reflexology at 12 13 years old, for teaching them how their cycle works, for teaching them boundaries with men and what to say 
yes and no and how to deal with that. All this really could do with being put in place. Right. Because when you think about it, we don't actually do that. The things you just said there, it can come through various forms, right? And then it's supposed to sort of be intuitive, I guess, you know, so if you're, let's say you're involved in sports and you have a high self-esteem, that kind of thing, but it just doesn't directly flow over. And this just really does need to be taught. And then I think it starts at home from, you know, a young age so that growing up, it's just normal. You know, yeah. it's normal to talk about. It's nothing to be ashamed about. And you understand what it's there for, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Because how are you supposed to figure this out if you're not taught this? Yeah. Yeah. And I think two of the biggest things are boundaries and communication to feel safe. Yes. The two things that we struggle with the most. Yeah. So you have spent, I know you spent, I I could do a whole episode on this, what I'm about to say right now, but I'm going to let you chime in on it. You spent a lot of time fighting with social media, being blocked, having big accounts taken down for being honest about sex, sexual trauma, healing, your journey for healing cancer naturally. Why aren't people free to express these ideas on social media? I'm getting really teary now. That's really actually just just welled me up and yeah makes me want to cry of course you know everything that I did with cancer healing naturally from it through water heat vitamins minerals nutrients obviously you know there's big pharma out there and there's someone bigger playing this game that has a lot more power and this isn't part of the the power play. We're trying to keep everybody small. We're trying to keep everyone in fear constantly. Every single day we're being programmed for fear. Everything yeah. around us. Fear, lack, everything else. And it takes some strength and some willpower and some dedication from us to come together collectively to support humanity to shift out of that space right now. Because like you say, all the time, every time I post something about sexual trauma, I'm I'm in Facebook jail for another 30 days. All my accounts with thousands and thousands of followers banned and taken off me. Yeah. And, we, you know, I get upset about it. And sometimes I'm like, that's it. I'm giving up. I'm just going to not talk about sex anymore. But it's important. It's important. And I realize that I've gone through my journey to be able to support and share this with other women. So it's just important that we we keep going. And thank you for you having me on here, supporting each other in the way that we are as much as we possibly yeah. can. Absolutely. I know it's, uh, it boggles my mind that, you know, we're being, you're going to be, like you said, Facebook and stuff like you're being fact checked or, I mean, I've had the stupidest little things, you know, like a woman licking an ice cream cone, just a vanilla ice cream cone. Boom you're blocked out for seven days and you can't, there's nobody to talk to about it. Like who is the voice a who's making these decisions? Who's the voice of reason? Can I please talk to somebody with a brain cell or two maybe? And yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And why, by the way, do I have to dumb it down? If I'm going to put the word vagina or even pussy I have to put a, you know, change the U to an asterisk Uh, or I have to, you know, put an eggplant or something. This is ridiculous. These are, you're in jail for 30 days. (laughs) 
then you're, I know, then you're locked out and it's very, it feels, I know a lot of people don't experience it the way we do because of what we're doing, but it feels very oppressive. And it's just in my mind, one more acknowledgement of really how far we need to go to turn the tide. I know that we can, and I know that we can get there, but in my mind, again, it's ridiculous because our sexuality is such a vital part of who we are as human beings. It's one of the major driving factors. It's only the reason that we're still here on this planet. Exactly. Why the fuck can't we talk about it? Yeah. Well, why can't we have access to good education about it and alternative ways of doing things and alternative ways of thinking about it? Not just, it's just not a one size fits all. So people should have access, free access to information that's out there. And it pisses me off that these social media platforms are doing their best to squelch it. Yeah. Hugely. And it's clearly, clearly they have an interest, a higher interest somewhere else. Yeah. We can, I'm not, you know, we can draw our conclusions with that, but it's when somebody's denying you access to education or ideas and thoughts, that should be questioned right there. Yeah. Regardless of what it is, even if you don't agree with it, it's ridiculous. So I feel your pain. Thank you. (laughs) I live it myself. Thank you for fighting the good fight. I like, you know, we're like, uh, we're sisters in arms on that one. Um, So when it's all said and done, and at the end of the day, what are the lessons you most hope your clients take away from working with you? Really finding out, coming home and knowing exactly who they are. That's one thing that I hear at the end of six months of being with me. It's always, I can't describe it. I just feel like I'm me again. And you know, when you're fully in your body, when you're fully living in your sexual self, when you're aware of the triggers that are coming up for you and able to express your boundaries with people who are pissing you the fuck off, that you have the tools really to to come home and say, well, this is me and this is my truth and this is what I believe in. And I know how to fully express that. Yes, well said. So tell everyone where they can find you and also just what sort of offerings do you have for people that you work with? Yeah, fabulous. So you can find me on Instagram at the moment. <laughs> who who knows what might happen next week? Uh, no kidding. <laughs> um, at the Angharad Owen, which is a bit of a mouthful, but I, I'm sure we'll get, you'll get me on here. And upcoming, so once a year now, I run a six-month program called Unleash Your You, which is... A journey from trauma, stress, shutdown to absolute fucking inner peace and radical freedom. And it's working deeply with breathwork. It is six months of breathwork and sexuality practice, tantric, Taoist practice that goes in and unravels all the wounds, all the stress, everything that's been placed on you during this lifetime from being in the womb to this present day, we unravel, we clear all that shit out on a deep cellular level 
and rewire your nervous system for where you desire to be, for that peace, for that pleasure, for that aliveness, for that magnetism, for the space where we're talking about when you walk down the road and you know that that woman's just got it. So that is coming up at the end of the month. I've actually only got two spaces left now. And I say that it normally takes six months to do it. People are like, oh, they want to come and they want to take a pill and be all right tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't work that way because I know that it's been so deep that we've actually got to change the neuronal pathways for it to be sustainable, long lasting change. Yes. (laughs) And you're, and you're also, I want to let everybody know too, you're also being so generous. You're offering 5% off the six month program. If they mention that they heard the show. Yeah, which yes. I haven't done for anyone else. It's just for the listeners of this. Oh, thank you. I love it. We love a discount. Thank you so much. <laughs> that is so, yeah, so generous. And guys, don't worry if you missed any of uh, the social media links. I will put them in the show notes. So those will be there for you so everybody can find you. Well, I just thank you so much for coming on today. It has been such a pleasure to talk to you and so enlightening. And I just really hope that if you're a woman listening to this and any, and this is resonating with you, that you take some action and yeah. start to clear that garbage out. Men, if your partner, you know, if she needs, if you know that this would be good, please direct her to this episode and so that she can start to move in the right direction as well. And yes, everybody, thank you so much for listening. You guys know where you can find me. You can go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. I love, love, love your feedback. You can leave me a voicemail. You know, you got five minutes. We can talk about whatever you want. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. Let it rip. I get back to everybody personally. All right, everyone. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. 